Hello, everybody. Hello, hello. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. I don't know what song that is, but it just came to me. Sounds familiar, though. It's kind of funny because we, like, say these hellos to you guys, and we've been talking for, like, half an hour. (laughs) So we're like, oh, anyway, hi. (laughs) What up? It's May now. It is May now. Well, you guys will have an episode in May before this one, I guess, but... Actually, what... I don't even know what day it is. It's May 3rd, I think? It is. Yeah. Tomorrow is May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. Yeah, that's exciting. Oh, yeah, I'm not a Star Wars nerd, but... No, but it just is one of those things... But yeah, but this episode will be like later. But that's yeah. Okay. <laughs> we've got a little bit of a pile up going down here. I like it. We do. We're we're stockpiling. We're on a roll. We got nothing else to do with the corona, so <laughs> getting us a little bit of cushion here. Heck yeah. The weather's starting to get nice though. Well, I mean, it was. <laughs> Like, we live in North Dakota, the land of the wind, so oh my God. it was very windy this weekend, but, well, actually for the past probably two weeks, actually for, like, our lives, so it's yeah, okay. It's, it's just always windy here. <laughs> it's just windy, and it's, it's all so, right. It's so funny, too, because we'll always be like, if it was us North Dakota folk, I feel like, <laughs> if it wasn't for that dang wind, it would sure be nice out today, like... That's our that's our state motto. <laughs> that dang wind. In the valley, it's I bet it's not that windy, but we're kind of... It's always so windy up here on the hill. <laughs> that's what we say. <laughs> we were golfing today, and my husband was like, yeah, that's why it's so nice down on these holes, because it's so... Um, down in the valley, it's less windy. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure our golf course doesn't have any hills or valleys, but... It's pretty Yeah. <laughs> The altitude has changed three inches. <laughs> well, I'm like, yeah, it's great. Okay. But that's fine. This week we've got kind of a fun one coming to you guys. Yeah, you've probably heard of this one. I had. I was kind of familiar with it. So it was interesting to uh, dig in a little bit on the details. It, yeah, it was one that I was looking for a case because, you know, sometimes we're sometimes we're like, yep, I for sure want to do this one. And then sometimes we're like, oh, God, I got to find a case like crap. And we were um, I was searching around and found this one. And I was like, oh, God, this one's kind of cool because it's got a recent kind of update. So. Um, it is the case of Kristen Smart, the disappearance of Kristen Smart. So Kristen Smart was a 19-year-old student at Cal, Cal Polytechnic. It's really hard to say that, Cal Polytechnic. I think the locals call it Cal Poly. <laughs> Got it. Not local I'm, to California. I'm not a local. I just Which I say have, what the internet tells me. <laughs> I have nothing against California at all, but I saw this meme the other day that was like, if you could get a, rid of one state and it would cure Corona, which one would it be and why California? <laughs> <laughs> and that made me laugh. I was like, oh, God, that's a good one. 
It was it was comical. I giggled, and that just made me think of it. So Kristen was originally from Germany. She was came to the U.S. as a younger child. Both her parents were teachers. She had one brother, one sister. She was raised in California. So she was a 19-year-old college student in May of 1996. She went to a raging party that was for a friend's birthday, from what I found. Yeah, it was, and it was Memorial Day weekend. I don't know if you said that. So long weekend, you know, kind of end of college. Everybody's, like, ready to party and have a good time. And she was drunk, like, was found passed out on a lawn. (laughs) I mean, you know, girl, we all been there. Maybe not a lawn, but somewhere. Yep. And so she, these two friends found her and just passed right out. The friends' names were Cheryl Anderson and Tim Davis. They had just left this party and were walking back towards the dorms and stumbled upon our good friend Kristen. Um, they got her up, got tried to get her meandering back to the dorms with them. They then walked a ways and found another friend named Paul Flores, um, who was also walking back to the dorms and agreed to help them get her back. I'm I'm just imagining like the arms around the shoulders, like and like everybody's probably just as drunk oh. as everybody else, but it's like come on, come on, girl, like, let's go. Yeah, like, everybody's just stumbling. But you know what? Good friends for picking her up and, like... Let's go get pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Or nachos or whatever your... Taco Bell. (laughs) Whatever your vice is. (laughs) Ooh, me, it was definitely the chicken quesadilla from Taco (sighs) Bell. You know me. You know me and chicken from restaurants. No bueno. Mm-mm. <laughs> I don't think it really mattered what I was eating at that point in the night. That and then they used to have these, um, oh, they were a dollar and they were some sort of burrito thing, which I never would eat normally. Like, because I'm kind of like you with fast food beef, like gross. Oh. But it had like these like hot Fritos in it and I always well, ate it in my I'd eat it in my friend's beds or in our <laughs> living room and every time my roommates would be like go eat it in the kitchen don't spill it and I'm like I'm not gonna spill it and then Before like half you know my, it, it's everywhere half my burrito is all over the couch mm-hmm. we've all been there <laughs> we know how that goes uh, anyway I once <laughs> This is embarrassing. (laughs) I once, when I used to work at a local um, Buffalo Wild Wings, (laughs) we would always, when we'd close, we would stay and drink after hours, which you are not supposed to do. But the manager (laughs) would, like, let us stay and have a few drinks, and we got drunk one night, and I went home and made a Totino's party pizza. (laughs) And I woke up the next morning... (laughs) Next to the full Totino's party pizza, like <laughs> cooked it and then passed out next to it on the plate. <laughs> oh no! Which anyone who knows me would not be surprised by something like that. It's <laughs> really funny. There was also the night of my bachelorette party that my friend and I woke up. She stayed over at my house with me, and there was pizza crust all over my headboard, like I had like a shelf headboard. <laughs> 
<laughs> because her and I were having pizza. And then when we got home yeah. and counted and counted all my money from my bachelorette party, which <laughs> if you know Amber and I personally or were at my bachelorette party, it was something. There was. It, it was, was good until it, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, the saying nothing good happens after midnight. It's true. It, it's very true. Just go and home. It, and if you're going to get a party bus, don't pay for the extra hour. Like. Nope. We were all having so much fun except for that extra hour. That extra hour took a deep dive. Yep. And and I'm not the kind of person to like yell at people really or get angry like in a situation like that, but I I just totally snapped and lost my mind and screamed at my friends. There was and told them to things, shut the beep up. There was things happening and there and I was, wasn't happy. They were trying to ruin my vibe. <laughs> yeah, there was no ruining of the vibe. Well, the vibe changed, but <laughs> vibe went so fast. But all in all, it was a good time. Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> it was it was fun. But yeah, anyone who's at was at my bachelorette party is laughing to themselves right now. I'm sure because that was a weird one. <laughs> I mean, it was fine. Of course, it had to be weird. That's enough about my bachelorette party because I'm just <laughs> going to get irritated. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> the older we get, we got to talk about crazy days when we can. I mean. Exactly. Good, the good old days. I would like to know what Kristen was drinking, though, because we all have that one drink that you can never drink again. We've all got it. I bet what, that I bet. What's yours? Captain Morgan tea. Like the it came in like the handle jugs. Oh. Or or a Long Island tea mix, like, you know, like the yellow label. Yep. So these three friends are trying to um, get Kristen back to the dorm. The first one that um, parted ways with them was Tim. Um, they hadn't arrived at the dorms yet. He didn't live on campus anymore. He lived off campus. So he... Um, got in his vehicle and drove home. So I hope he wasn't as drunk as the other ones, but that's not my issue. So next Cheryl, which this is weird to me. Cheryl basically was like, all right, Paul, you got this. You can take care of it. Bye. And like cheesed out to wherever she lived at the time. Paul agreed to take Kristen back to her dorm, which was near where he lived. He lived in a dorm called St. Lucia Hall, and she was at Muir Hall. He says that he left her outside his dorm when they got home. She was going to walk the short distance to hers, and Kristen was never seen again. Like, just literally vanished into thin air. Yep, that was that. They really didn't even notice that, I mean, how do you even say this, that she was gone right away? Um, they kind of thought that she had went on a vacation. Yeah. The, the police department, the university police, which, they're, which they said, they thought, oh, she just went on a vacation. Like, that's pretty common among students, like, with the kids. Like, to just, on an, on an, like, make no announcement, don't tell anybody, just off you go, like... Right. And yeah, it actually took like two days. Her friend yeah. Jennifer reported her missing and they still that like they were like, eh, 
Yeah, like it's fine kind of thing. Which I mean, I spot like it's maybe a little different back in '96. Like you're not just gonna like you can't just text somebody and be like, yeah. hey, FYI. So maybe I mean maybe this really did happen, but I just I don't know. Like my stance on missing persons, like better safe than sorry. You know, like why yeah. not just go forward with it and make a few phone calls, and if she's found, no harm. All right. Mm-hmm. So. The interesting thing about this one is around the time that Lacey Peterson, uh, everyone knows the Lady Lacey Peterson case. She was pregnant, disappeared on Christmas. Her husband, Scott Peterson, went to school at Cal Poly with Kristen Smart. And so later on, when Lacey disappeared... They wondered if Scott had something to do with Kristen's disappearance. Yeah, that was wild to me. I did not know that until I was looking into this. Like, what a crazy connection. Yeah, and to, like, of all people, freaking Scott Peterson, don't even Mm -hmm. think which... I think we've talked about this before, but if you've watched the documentary about Scott Peterson, he maybe didn't do it. We gotta do do that one sometime. I feel like that might have to be, like, a multi-parter. Heck yeah. I don't know that he did it. He was a scumbag and a total POS. Excuse my language. But I don't know that he did it after seeing the evidence on that documentary. But well, we're for sure going to have to do that one of these days. That could that one could be like a three-parter because that story is like the weirdest. Yeah, there's a lot of information out there and there's a lot of... I mean, that one in the media was just crazy. Which, fun fact, Ben Affleck in Gone Girl watched a lot of Scott Peterson footage. Oh, yeah, you can totally tell. Because he is total Scott Peterson vibes. Yeah. So, he watched a lot of that to get inspo so there's a fun fact for you these are the kind of facts that nobody needs to know but for whatever reason i have in my brain (laughs) but you want to know them i want to know them yeah my useless knowledge but they found out that scott had nothing to do with Kristen. it was kind of just an unfounded yeah it was like rumors it was like oh look at this coincidence and it was looked into but so he was ruled out as a suspect I'm just going to spoiler alert. This case has never been solved. 99.99% sure that Paul Flores did it. Kristen's body has never been discovered, but get this. One of Kristen's bloody earrings was found at Paul Flores' mother's house. Yeah, explain that. But, but, oh, but wait. The evidence was lost. By police. Who well, who would have thunk? How does this happen? They've always been looking for her. Like, I wouldn't say this case ever went, like, super cold. Like, I no. think it's one of those things that they very likely know that Paul Flores did it. They just can't get enough on him to prove it. I mean, yeah, bloody earring is pretty bad. But, like, is it going to get you a murder conviction? No. So, between 1996 and 2007... They dug up quite a few different spots around the campus looking for her. In 2016, they dug up three areas and they were 
um, investigating what they said was a new lead. And this is when they went in around the campus of Cal Poly with cadaver dogs. They um, found three that were no, they searched for three days with these cadaver dogs. So like deep, deep searching. They found something at all three dig sites near and they were near where Kristen's dorm was. But the items were, they said, we're good, sending it away for evidence, blah, 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 blah. The items now are still being investigated in 2020, and they still yeah. have not announced what those items were four years ago. And they still have, so, like, there's something they're keeping way under wraps there. Of like, course. there's a like, reason. They've got to have something. Well, interesting, too, about the cadaver dogs. So, they actually use cadaver dogs originally in the search, too. They, so she went missing end of May and by like the beginning of June or like the second week in June, something like that. Um, Paul Flores, he had already moved out because the school, the semester was over. Yeah. But they had um, cadaver dogs and four of them separately alerted to his room, specifically yeah. his mattress. I forgot to mention too that Kristen was legally declared dead. Uh, May 25th of 2002. This was basically a formality for the family to be able to um, press charges against Paul Flores, basically a wrongful death suit to try and have him be somewhat responsible. Right, to pay for what he did in some way or another. He has sued her family back for degrading his character or whatever like whatever and he's been like uncooperative the whole time Mm -hmm. and just like very flippant and Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. so most recently a couple months ago they filed a search warrant for four locations that they believe were related to Kristen's disappearance um we only know what one location was the three other ones the files are secured and um, no information is known. The only one that we know was Paul Flores's house. And we only know that because they put up, like, caution tape around his house. And a squad car was outside. He was removed from his home, put in the squad car. For, like, three hours, they searched Oh, well, his they house. searched. And they questioned him. Um, the whole time that he was in the squad car and they were searching him. There was people, there was like 15 spectators around the house and squad car yelling, dig her up. My God. So clearly somebody thinks that like it's Paul very likely is everybody's front of mind. Yeah. It's like one of those things. Like he did it. Like he totally did it. Everybody knows he did it. There's literally no other suspects, but they just don't have enough yet. Yeah. And hopefully with all these new developments, they're getting somewhere with that. Yes. And he's the only person of interest that they've really ever like had any information on. So actually right before this big search was done, a retired FBI agent called Kristen's family to let them know that, quote, something was coming and to get a family spokesperson. But he couldn't say anything else. But he was like, just be ready. Something's oh, coming. Because, you know, these FBI agents, they, I feel like they're lifers. Like, oh, for sold sure. on this. Yeah. 
Another interesting part about this case is the podcast. There was a podcast done about this case called In Your Backyard. And it has played like a huge part in this case being reopened, not even reopened, but kind of reactivating it and seeking a bunch of new information. It's, I wouldn't say it's like a serial type thing, but it definitely has drawn a lot of attention to the case. So the whole time they were searching the house, Paul Flores is sitting out in the squad car. They did find some items of interest during the search, but they haven't said what. And they also um, confiscated two vehicles that were owned by Paul's family at the time of the disappearance. So 1996 to 2020, they've now... Which is so crazy to me that, like, I wonder what they think they're going to get. Yeah, so I don't much know. Later, but, I mean, good that they're able to get it. Yeah. And So, hopefully, we end up with an answer to this. I mean, that's really all we have right now because this is... The most recent updates are only, like, two months ago. And as we all know, the corona... <laughs> Yeah. So things really, it's kind of taken, I don't think it's taken a back burner to them, but you're just not hearing as much about it right now. So, right. So hopefully, hopefully. there's some more updates and we can update you on that. I hope they get them. One more interesting thing that I found about um, Flores is that um, it recently, or I don't know so much recently, but since, you know, somewhere in this time frame anyway Mm -hmm. multiple women have come forward and claimed that he sexually assaulted them Mm -hmm. and these aren't just like random people these are people like actually one of them was his cousin oh yeah and the other ones were like people he was dating or like people that he knew or partied with or whatever and like they all have kind of different but similar stories like one of them you know claimed that he roofied her um one of his ex-girlfriends said that he threatened her with a knife like all these crazy things so it's like not too unbelievable to think that no. Kristen could have been one of those victims and it just went too far yes 100 percent. which that's kind of what my general thought is is that um he likely tried to take advantage of her for or whatever happened she Mm -hmm. tried to fight back and it ended really badly and he just got really lucky yeah that's definitely my thought on this as well so hopefully they get him actually april 22nd of this year i'm just seeing this now a search warrant was served on his house again supposedly so like A week ago. I was going to say, that's only, yeah, like a week or two ago, so that's good. So, hopefully we're going to be coming back at you with some updates here. I know this is another one of those ones that we're like, and... But we're getting there. I feel like this might be one that we're actually going to come back and be like, (laughs) update! We have something... Oh, I have an update from an old episode. You do? But it's not really an update. It's more of just, like, a personal life update. But I'm oh, going to update That's you fine. Guys yeah, anyway. we're here for that. They're not so, here to just listen to crime stuff. 
Well, but I mean, it's crime related, but I, uh, so we did that episode on Dorothea Puente. Oh, yeah. A while back. She was the death, death house landlady, the one who murdered, um, her tenants who were disabled or elderly. Mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> so they did this show called Murder Flip House. And I'd mentioned in our episode that that show was coming. Well, it's out now, and I um, downloaded the app that it's on. It's called Quibi. It's like this streaming service that it's like really weird because it's not it's not <laughs> long episodes. It's like snippet five. Yeah, it's like five to ten minute like little mini episodes. They're like meant to be watched on your phone, like the subscription service is only four ninety nine a month. I got a 90 day free trial because of coronavirus, I think. <laughs> but yeah, so I was like, oh my gosh, murder, murder flip house or murder house flip or something it's called. And I watched the episode on Dorothea Puente's house. How was it? Tell us about it. You know, it was all right. So this episode, it was split into actually like three parts. So really, if you combined all three parts, it was like a, you know, normal length episode. Mm-hmm. But there's these, um, there's this girl and this guy, and they come into the house, you know, and do the flip HGTV style or whatever. Um, But it was, like, this super cute old couple who lives in this house, and they Mm -hmm. just, they've lived there. And they're, like, I don't know, they're just, like, really cool about it. They, like, think it's kind of cool that they're living in this house. But yet they're, like, I don't know, we just want to, like, change it up a bit and make it, you know, a fun place for our grandkids. To come visit, yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, we sleep in this bedroom where, like, this person was likely murdered. And here's where the bodies were in the yard. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. But, yeah, it's a cute house. And they did. They didn't really. All they did was, like, some outdoor stuff. They, like, put up this little gazebo and, like, kind of redid the outdoor area. But I don't know. It was kind of a fun watch. So I just thought I would give a shout out for that. Interesting. I'm going to have to check her out. So hopefully we'll have updates on this case. Soon. Soonish. That would be exciting. So we'll keep you posted. My thoughts are that something's going to be coming pretty quickly if they keep having these search warrants. I'm thinking that something's coming. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully soon so we can get him. Yeah. Let's get Kristen some justice. Poor girl. At least find her body for her parents' sake. Mm-hmm. That's no good. But, guys, that's all we've got for you. <clears throat> yeah, so, till next time, stay safe. Lock your freaking doors. And keep washing your hands, okay? Yeah, keep washing them. Don't be <laughs> running around willy-nilly. Still be careful. Stay home. Don't make it suck for the rest of us. Yeah, that's all. See you next week. Bye. Bye.